this is Linda Burton and Joe with Generation to Generation. Today we are here to do a second part on listening to understand. And the first thing we want to start off with is power listening light. So Pastor Flowers, can you introduce yourself and start with that, please? Well, all right. Thank you again for this opportunity to be with the two of you. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, as we begin to talk, I'm James. This is my wife, Kathy. I've been James all my life, so I know him better than Pastor. Uh, so I've been him all my life, and I think whenever I get called on the carpet, God would probably call me James. So, so I, I, I will uh, uh, I, I will begin to talk about power listening light, but this is my wife, Pastor Kathy, Kathy, our sugar pot. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> oh, you, you, okay. So power listening light. I think we talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, uh, power listening light is the um, it, it's the third phase of, of uh, listening to understand. Uh, remember, we talked about uh, just regular listening when there's nothing going on, no no problems, nothing like that. We talked about regular listening, and then we talked about a a, a listening that generally most people do, which is kind of dangerous. It's called uh, jacking. It's an acronym called jacking. Jacking stands for judging and then uh, asking questions. And, and I'm advice. sorry, giving advice and then asking questions. That's generally the worst kind of listening, especially if you're listening, listening to understand. That just kind of undermines everything. Uh, I think we talked about that last time. And then to, today, the one we probably just mentioned and didn't really get very far is, is power listening light. And power listening light is listening with uh, non-committal uh, sounds. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it goes along with the regular listening where you give your eyes, you know, and you give good uh, 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 posture, which means I'm alert, I'm in the moment with you. And then you lean toward the person which says, I'm interested. So while you're saying, I'm in the moment with you, I'm alert and I'm interested in what you're saying, you give the person feedback like, mm, wow, really? Is that right? Wow, I didn't. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. <laughs> you, you, you know, and, and what that does is it helps a person to understand that you are there with them. We have to be careful with that, though, because sometimes a person can feel like you're just, you know, not being authentic. Remember, we talked about being uh, uh, empathetic, empathy and acceptance and being genuine. And so we'll be careful with that because you still have to be you, you want to make sure that you come across as being genuine, a real person that's really interested. OK, and so. Power listening light is basically what that is. It's just the other form, but it adds to it these sounds. And it's I I would I would almost term it as courteous listening. You know what we do when we're not really in the conversation, but I just still want you to know that I'm present. So I I would call it courteous mm -hmm. listening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
You know, when I teach the class, I say what people do on TV to let you know they're on the phone. <laughs> While you're watching the TV show, you know, like to prove that somebody's on the other line, they have to go, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. And 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 that is uh basically the, the idea to let them know that you you're you're present, that you haven't turned them off, you haven't completely you haven't tuned out, you know, <laughs> and, and you don't want the person to even think that you've turned them off any, actually, because mm -hmm. you're really listening to understand. And and it's the skill of while I'm being quiet, because the, the discipline is to be quiet, to listen. If mm -hmm. you can't be quiet, you're really not listening. Right. Okay. So the skill is to be quiet, but this is just sounds to make sure that the person understands that I'm, I'm with you. I'm following along with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, now uh, it, it's, it, it is something that we would use, like uh, it, it's not really serious but it's serious enough for you to bring up, but it's it's not something that's really pressing. Mm -hmm. But 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 you do want to talk about it. So so you 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 want to focus your attention now on this person that's expressing themselves to you, but they're not really having a problem. They're not really overly excited. They're not really sad, sad. But they're, they're just working through something that's light for them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that's, that's what this one is for, is for helping a person to know that you're there as they use you as a sounding board to work through something that's really not very heavy for them. Okay. Okay. Now, power listening is what a lot of therapists use and, and that kind of thing. And power listening is basically power listening light, but it takes away the, mm, well, it doesn't take it away, but it adds something else to it. It adds the dimension of uh, giving feedback back to the person that's talking to you. And it's used in so many um, ways. Doctors use it. Mm -hmm. um, anytime that we're talking to someone that's a professional, they've been trained how to actually listen and if mm -hmm. they're, um, you know, if they're a person that's serving you, they will be, probably be trained on how to listen because you never want another person that is talking to you to feel as though you're not really paying attention to, to them because it, 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 it kind of makes you feel like, okay, so I'm not important enough for you to really pay attention to what I'm saying. So it's important that, you know, pastors have to or should yeah, know how to actually listen to people. Um, and uh, counselors and teachers, anyone that's quote unquote a professional would need to have these skills because you will always encounter people that have something on their heart, something on their mind, something is going on in their mm -hmm. life. And you need to be able to come across as someone that is genuinely concerned, not so much concerned that you'll take it home and you know, you'll be burdened with it. But for the moment, I need to give you my mm -hmm. full undivided attention because there's something that's going on with you that I need to pay attention to at this particular time. Mm 
In fact, anyone that's in leadership, right, uh, uh, in a leadership position, should be skilled or taught in how to listen to people in a way where they feel understood by you. Mm-hmm. you. You know, and that that is it's just critical for the organization we're part of. I I, I uh, suggested that we make this a part of the ordination process of ministers that's coming up through the ranks to learn the skill of how to listen to people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, that's, that's, I think it's critical. If anyone's going to follow you there, you don't want people to feel like you don't mean anything to them. Mm-hmm. You, or they don't mean anything. Or, to- or they don't mean anything to you, you know, that, that they're less than you, that you discount them. They're real because the issues to them are real to them. Right. You know, you know. And I, I was just gonna say in in the um in in the uh to be to be like a pastor, even a child, you need as pastors, we need to even pay attention to the children. Because uh not just as pastors, but um as an adult, we always need to pay attention to children because children know when they're being ignored. They can sense when somebody is not paying attention to them. And so it's important because if you're a person in authority or in leadership, or if you have um, a, a title, this is a skill that we all need to be proficient in, not just, oh, I need to talk to so-and-so. Okay, well, how are you going to do that? And you want to be able to do it in a way where that person walks away feeling better because they were heard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And too often uh, we think, oh, I've got to give advice. No, sometimes people just want to be heard. heard. They don't, they don't want your opinion. They don't want your advice. They don't, you know, they don't maybe even want a scripture. They just want to be heard. Hey, I'm going through things are tough right now. I'm I'm under stress. I I'm I'm anxious. I'm angry. I'm whatever that looks like. Can you just give me a few minutes of your time and listen? Mm-hmm. And it's a skill that too often we play down, but it is so vitally important. It's critical. It's critical skill. that we actually learn how to listen mm-hmm. so let's, let's it's critical skill uh, it it is if you're good at it people come away from you feeling like you get it mm-hmm. you know and and that i matter and that they matter mm-hmm. Re- remember uh empathy acceptance and genuine being genuine and and that that's the that's that's the key uh Quite often, people don't want, like as a pastor, people don't always want you to quote them a scripture. Most of the time, they know the scripture. Mm-hmm. They, they need the person that they view in a position of authority to care about them. Right. As a human being. <laughs> as a human being. As a human being. And you can portray that through listening. Mm-hmm. When you Quite often, one of the things that we've learned is when you just jump to a scripture and try to go biblical on them they feel like you're discounting them you they feel like you just discounted their feeling you just all you want is to to be right have you ever met someone that always 
all they wanted was to be right. <laughs> you know, you forget know. about how you, you feel. Forget about you. Just <laughs> they take your your whole experience and change it around to where they can be right, mm. and that just completely discounts you. And, and, and humans don't like that. They, they move away. That, that creates a painful experience mm -hmm. for you. And you move away from that. Mm -hmm. You may move. And, and this is a good way for relationships to be established is to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. When people find out that you are a good listener, people want to come to you and actually talk to you because they know they'll be heard. Quite often we think, People should talk to you because of who you are, your title, or if you're a husband or a wife or a mother or a father, uh, uh, a pastor or a counselor, whatever that looks like. People think you should talk to me because of my title. But the reality is people talk to you so that they can be heard by you. Mm -hmm. Just one human being to another. Yeah, yeah. And, and you want people to, to, you want them to want to talk to you, not just talk to you because of a tie. You want a person to want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And to get them to want to talk to you, you have to create an, a, an experience for them that you get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you know, because you know, if you don't get it, they, they're going to quit talking to you pretty quick. Right. <laughs> okay. To be able to put yourself in, in their shoes at that time mm -hmm. for whatever it is, you know, try to imagine what it's like for them mm -hmm. to be where they are at this particular time. Um, because everybody throughout our lifetime, we're all going to experience something that's going to be painful, joyful, um, upsetting. Mm -hmm. Uh, hurtful. We'll all have these experiences, but everybody needs someone in their life, someone mm -hmm. in their circle mm -hmm. that they know that if I call them, they will listen, mm -hmm. not talk to me, not give me advice, not tell me what to do, not ask me all these questions, but will just listen. Mm -hmm. It's a gift. Mm -hmm. it, it really is a gift. If you can give a person the gift of listening, people will want to come around you. People will enjoy being around you because all of us are going to have some experiences where we need somebody that we can just go to and just, you know, let mm -hmm. it, let it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, power listening then is to add to the power listening light, which is a combination of the, not the reactive, but the, uh, the listening in a way uh, that shows strong interest, which means I give you my eyes, I give you good posture, I lean towards you a little bit, and along with, mm, really, wow, I then paraphrase mm -hmm. and give you back in my words what you're saying to me. Mm -hmm. And the, the key to power listening is to attach a feeling to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, not just paraphrase, but attach a feeling to it. Mm -hmm. So I give you what you're saying in my words, and then add to that, how are you feeling? What I think your feeling is about mm -hmm. it. Like that must be very painful for mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. or that must uh, make you sad. Mm -hmm. 
can you guys actually do it and get so they can um, actually see it? Can one of you guys say something and the other one um, do the power of listening so people can experience it, you know? Okay, okay. Uh, so do you wanna do you wanna just do a little something? You wanna be the expressor or I can be the expressor? I can I can be the expressor. Okay. Uh, so I'll be the listener. Okay. And and, and babe's gonna be the expressor. Okay. Okay. Um so today when I went to the market, um I noticed that there was a police officer inside the market mm. and there was a, a gentleman that kept holding his hands up mm -hmm. and I couldn't really hear what was going on but to see a police officer in the market mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a man with his hands up you know he didn't have them fully up but just like this it it made me wonder what's going on mm -hmm. So you, when you were at the market today, you you were just doing your regular shopping, mm -hmm. and and then you noticed a, a a police officer, and there was a man in the store mm -hmm. who kind of had his hands up a little right. bit, and so that kind of made you a little apprehensive. You didn't know what was going on today in the day we're living. It right. can be very you know you want to be alert of what's happening yeah so it made you a little apprehensive right mm -hmm. and i even you know asked the um the teller mm -hmm. is it okay if i just bag my groceries i mean is it safe because mm -hmm. i didn't know what mm -hmm. was going on and uh she said yes but i could tell that she was very upset because she wanted to leave her station. Mm -hmm. I could I could just tell from her conversation and her body language that she was ready to leave her station. So it was kind of a, a tense moment and the environment around you at the time was a little tense. The, even the teller was wanting to leave. Right. Okay. And so you you was was kind of not aware of what to do next. So you asked her if you could bag your groceries. Right. And right. so she said yeah, but you could tell even in her, she was ready to, to, to leave. And so that was a little, little nerve wracking for you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Wow. So that's what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He wasn't there, but he understood what I must've been feeling to be in that situation mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, while nerve wracking is probably not a feeling, it, it kind of, gives you an idea of what that feels like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, anxious, uh, uh, things, things like that. What I'm trying to get at is what was her experience? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, cause if I can tell you how you feel, then you know, I get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though you weren't there. Even though I wasn't there. So, so it's that's a very cool. powerful, um, it's a very powerful tool. Yeah. very powerful and you don't have to always or do you have to always well you can i guess the not the express but the person that's listening um kind of sums it up because you don't have to you don't have to hit every point <laughs> just kind of sums it up to make sure that they they get it because they, they'll let you know that they didn't um well i lost my train of thought now 
Well, the good thing about it, Joe, is that the person will let you know if you got the wrong feeling. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they'll let you know. No, no, that's not exactly how I felt. I felt like this. And so what you do is you switch and go with it because it's their story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and their experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to have too many of those, right? No, I guess not. You <laughs> No, that's not what I said at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you get the feeling that that person's not paying attention to you. Yeah. And then you feel that what you said is not important enough for them to have really listened. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's not what you want. That's not what we're aiming for here. I'm so, come back. <laughs> Give me another chance. I'll try to get it right this time. All right, so are we are we are we going to lunch? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. but it's a very powerful tool and um when when we were teaching in in the in the jails we had the guys to do that and for some of them a light bulb went out uh, went on you know because this was like it was something that they had never experienced before or maybe they had and and sometimes when depending on a person's background sometimes we don't want to hear them like oh you're just lying you know you're a crook you're a whatever whatever and so sometimes people x them out mm -hmm. you know I don't want to hear anything you have to say you've lied you know you got you've stolen stuff but everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a story. We don't always know what the story is or why they're in the situation that they're in. Mm -hmm. Because people don't wake up one morning and decide, you know what? I really want to be a, a, a person that breaks the law. Nobody wakes up like that, you know, unless they're a career criminal. <laughs> and we have those too. But, you know, I, I, I've always said, that, you know, we don't, when we're children, we don't say, when I grow up, I want to be a crook. I want to be a murderer. Things happen mm -hmm. that progressively cause us to take another turn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why did they take that turn? What caused them to feel that way? What caused them to give up on people? What caused them to give up on life and just live life however they want, whether they hurt people or not, they don't care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so as we talk about this, listen in a way, listen, listening to understand, uh, it's, it's, it's a discipline that's completely different from what we would normally do. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's essential for when there's a problem or issue or, or high excitement. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's essential for times like that. Because when we, don't, when we don't have the skill to do that, in those times, we create a lot of pain for the person. Right Because we're, we tend to discount them or we're trying to jack them are trying to correct them. We're trying to be the consultant that they never hired. Mm -hmm. uh, all of those kinds of things. And that creates pain, mm -hmm. that creates pain. And humans by nature begin to move away from pain. And I was gonna say, and they may not even tell you that 
you didn't get it. Mm -hmm. They may just never come back to you again. Yeah, or just go surface on you all the time. Mm -hmm. Just stay on the surface, mm -hmm. you, you know. Uh, so that, that it, it becomes really important. So just kind of summing up what we've been talking about is listening in a, in a way that shows strong interest. Basically, to say it another way, listen in a way that shows strong interest. Mm -hmm. Now, now how, how, how do you do that? You put your own thoughts and feelings on hold, which is the discipline. Generally, we listen to talk. We're listening to express ourselves. We're look, listening for an opportunity to say what we think. <laughs> okay. Whenever I'm doing that, I'm not hearing you. I'm not paying attention. I'm not paying attention to you. I'm I'm paying attention to me, listening for an opportunity for me to speak. <laughs> okay. So so putting my own thoughts and feelings on a whole is a discipline. Mm -hmm. It's not a natural process. It's a discipline that I do that I learn how to do so that I can actually hear you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you just uh, actually you just summed something up for me, man. Because I was, I was thinking, is it hear me first or listening? Because some people they say, I, I know you, I know you heard me, but are you listening? But I think the correct way is, like you said, uh, is I know you listening, but did you hear me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Because, so, all right. So now I got that straight because I I had it reverse. Yeah, because all humans want to be understood. Yeah. And that, that means I, I, I need you to hear me, mm. not just sound, me. Hear my heart. Hear my heart. <laughs> okay, and that means for me to hear your heart, I actually have to listen to you mm -hmm. and, and take and read all, not just your words, but your body language, your eyes. What do they look like as mm -hmm. you talk about this? Did, there, did anything change when you mentioned certain words? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing, you, you know. Uh, uh, so with, with that, the, the, with that comes this concept that we, we ask people to do is uh, childhood memory. Because a childhood memory is something you can do all the time with anyone. They don't have to know what you're doing, mm -hmm. you, you know, but you can talk about it. You can ask the person to tell you a childhood memory. And in the process of them talking to you about a childhood memory, you listen with uh, power, power listening to them. And the whole point with childhood memory is developing empathy. Mm -hmm. What is it like to be that person when they're going through what they were going through at that time? At that time? That's the concept of empathy. I, the ability to put myself in the place of this person that's talking to me about something that happened to them then. Because it, it's almost like a window into their soul mm -hmm. of who they are as a person. If, if someone grew up and they experienced um, physical abuse or um, verbal abuse, you never know until you ask a person tell me something about yourself. It's, it's like, it's like, um, it's a gift that they can give you, especially it depends on the type of relationship you have. They actually give you a gift that they may not share with other people, but they want you to understand them better. I, I, I know, uh, I found out about a uh, babe 
some things in a class that we were taking to, to become certified in one of the curriculums that we teach. Uh, and we were doing the exercise of childhood memory. And I found out some things about her that I didn't know. My experience is different from hers. I'm not afraid of dogs. I'm the guy that came down the pole and the dog was standing there growling. I took my hammer and hit him on the head. Got off the pole, walked on out of the yard. Told the person the dog was in the back, you know. <laughs> I, what I'm saying to you is I'm not afraid of dogs. As a child, Babe had a different experience. So if a dog is... What's the experience, if I may ask? Because I'll tell you mine. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid of dogs. If I don't know that they're friendly, Yeah. I'm, I'm very apprehensive. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I was chased by a dog when I was coming home from school um, with a friend. And uh, I ended up jumping on someone's car, a man's car. I didn't know the man. I didn't know who lived in that house. I didn't know whose car it was, but I jumped on the car because you couldn't tell me the dog wasn't going to try to eat me up because all I saw were his teeth. You know, and he's just, he's coming after me and he's barking. And um, so a big, now little dogs, I, uh, I like little guys, but big ones that look like they can tear you to shreds and eat you for lunch, no. no. And so, so we had this exercise. And so the, ex, the object of the exercise is what is it like to be babe at the age she was at? How old were you at the time? Um, I think I was 12, 11 or 12. What is it like to be an 11-year-old girl or 12-year-old girl that's being chased by a big dog and she jumps on someone else's car to get away? What is that like? Okay. okay. That's never been my experience. But to get into her place to understand the terror that had to make you jump on somebody's car. Right. <laughs> you, you, you know. On the hood. <laughs> I was trying to get away from the dog. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, the feeling, because that is a feeling of desperation. Mm -hmm. you, you know, how do I get away? This thing is going to hurt me really bad. I got to get away from it. I've lost everything. I'll, I'll abandon everything. All of the principles, don't get on, don't touch nobody's stuff. No, I'm on top of this person's car. That's real fear. Mm -hmm. that, that's real fear. So what, what I'm saying to you is what a childhood memory does is it helps you understand the behavior of a person now. But babe would want to go walking. And I said, well, just go ahead. It's light outside. And she would want me to go with her. And a, it comes, it turns out that she's more comfortable when I'm around her in case a dog is around. I never thought about a dog because that's never been my experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I'm looking at her like, what? <laughs> What's the deal? What's the deal? Just go ahead. <laughs> you, you, know? you want to take a walk? Go, go walk. Go walk. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but the, the point is, without 
putting myself in that place, I didn't know what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't know what it felt like, I didn't understand her reaction now. Even all these years later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what a childhood memory does for you. It's the ability to put yourself in the place of the other person, mm -hmm. to understand mm -hmm. their experience so that you, cause you can never give them emotions or feelings unless you get what it's like to be them. Yeah. I, I have, uh, I have another example that I've used when we were in the class. Um, say you lived in New York and you were there when the ten, twin towers went down. Mm -hmm. Um, people that depending on which direction you come to our house, the planes, we're, we're a little bit in the flight path. And so the planes come and you can hear them. And somebody that was in New York that may be visiting us, that might be so frightening mm -hmm. to have the sound of a plane that close, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because of the trauma that they experienced in New York to be anywhere close to an airport can be very disturbing, mm -hmm. you know, can be very frightening, you know, um, sometimes I'm walking outside, I'm walking around the yard just to get some exercise and I, I can see the plane, you know, and they're, they're just doing what they do. Mm -hmm. But if I was from New York, that would, that would probably really make me afraid especially if you were close to that situation when mm -hmm. it took place because mm -hmm. these planes you know they're taking off so they're they're kind of low mm -hmm. you know when they're, they're just trying to get altitude and and so that could be really traumatic now if you don't get that it could be easy to discount it mm -hmm. it could be easy to discount it and when the person because to them, that experience is real. Right. It's right. real to them. So if I discount it, I create a jab that's very painful for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And humans then begin to move away from pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some people get angry too. Some people, I could see people, some people getting really angry at you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. Discounting, right. even though you don't say the word discounting or but just mm -hmm. showing a discount, mm -hmm. people can get angry. Exactly, Joe. Exactly. Like, why are you tripping? Yes, you, know, you say something people, like yeah, that. You know, yeah. what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Instead of asking, "Are you okay?" Yeah. So they could they could go one or two ways. They could be mad at you. Uh, uh, you know, man, you just don't understand. You know what's wrong with you? Very insensitive. Or they could go the other way and just close off and don't talk to you. Either start to back off and put up walls, mm -hmm. you, you know, you know, so, so that is a, a very good exercise to help. The good news is people that aren't very empathetic can develop the ability to become empathetic. Yes. And so one of the exercises is childhood memory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, very powerful. Mm -hmm. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. And actually it, it, you could do this with anybody. Uh, it, it actually can become um, better if you can do it with the opposite sex, because this concept that men is from Mars and women from Venus, that's, that's just about 
not wanting to understand the person. We actually are all from Earth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know, you know, that's just not wanting to put in the energy to understand the person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Yeah. So, so it, it it's good to be able to do that exercise, and and just the more you do it, the better you become. The better you get at it. The better you get at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and people don't even have to know you're doing it, right? Right. You know, because you want to you want to do it in such a relaxed manner that the person really feels like, wow, they really got me. Mm -hmm. That's a gift. There'll be no protesting. Uh. I said there'll be no protesting. No protesting. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't get it, Joe. If you uh, if they really take the time to listen at people, uh huh, hurts and pains and what they're going through, mm -hmm. you know, protesting. No. Oh, I see what you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I see you. where you're yeah. going. Okay, right. yeah, right. that's true. Right, that's true. Right. What is it like to be a person of color? I mean, let's not even go there. But yeah, <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, and it in that that kind of of uh, intimate connection helps develop. Uh, goodwill mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and as you develop more goodwill with each other you you develop this ability to to work through problems solve problems because it creates safe a safe place for us and with a safe place we can actually be ourselves and talk about the real the real, real who we are who we really are yeah and yeah. and and yeah. that all that works for uh the intimacy of the relationship which is really why we're together in the first place mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. you know yeah, uh, a lot of stuff that happened in history, you know, uh, you know, what people of color went through, you know, even with women mm -hmm. uh, that are not of color went through, like, mm -hmm. for a long time, women had to march and do this and do that to try to get the men to understand because the men who were in charge at the time, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I forgot how long it took. Um, women's suffrage. Yeah, the women's suffrage. It's like, you could have got it years ago, but you, you know. People, for some reason, because people always tend to, you know, take their time on issues that really doesn't affect them that much. Like, oh, I don't really see, right? It took you 30 years, 40 years, 100 years, 200 years, 400 years, you know, you just didn't want to listen. Just didn't right. want to, right. Yeah, you, you liked it, the thing, you liked the things the way they were. You didn't see anything wrong with it. Mm -hmm. But somebody else is actually coming to you with a complaint, right? They're, they're, they're talking to you and, and expressing like this is a problem, mm -hmm. you know, and not just me. Here's another person, mm -hmm. and then another, mm -hmm. another, another. So hundreds and thousands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. So yeah, whew. yeah. The, the human condition is is uh, it can be tore up from the floor up. You know, humans, you know, by nature just want what they want. Yeah. They want when they want what they want when they want it. They don't care what it costs you as long as they get what they want. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's our natural nature. That's why when we talked about the triangle, our natural nature needs a parent. <laughs> you, you know, because just by nature, we just want what we want. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're not really interested in what the sacrifice or your experience in giving me what I want, just as long as I get what I want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wow. Even if I have to cross over your body to get it. Mm -hmm. wow. yeah. mm -hmm. 
So the, the, and the, the, the other thing here with this uh, listening is uh, if you was to <clears throat> create like a, uh, in your mind, uh, I like to call it um, a map is called a, a, an, an uh, experience. Experience map? Yeah, an experience map. I, I thought it was another word, but it, that, that's good, an experience mm -hmm. map. And, and if, you, if you had a square and uh, at the top, you would, you would write the word experiences. And then down, the, down close to the middle, uh, you divide it. And then on one side, is concerns and on the other side is desires. Mm -hmm. So as you see this at the top is called experience. And then on one side is concerns and on the other side is desires. And then on the outside, uh, just draw a L from the top down to the bottom and across the bottom. And that's called feelings. Mm -hmm. So you have experience, you have concerns, you have desires, and then you have feelings that mm -hmm. wrap around that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what happens is everything that we, we encounter becomes an experience to us. And what we do is we, we formulate thoughts about the experience. And from those thoughts, we develop either concerns our desires from from the thoughts that we formulate from the experience that we have and from those concerns or desires those the concern and the desires become doors to feelings so when i'm listening to you i'm listening and looking for your concern or your desires as you talk to me about your thoughts about your experience because what I can do is once I find a door, like I'm concerned, I'm apprehensive, or I'm concerned, or, or I'm, I, I was a little nervous, or I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid, people don't like to say they're afraid. Uh, I was really excited. I, I, I hope that this will happen again. I hope we can do what, what I'm, when I find those doors, there are, they are doors to your feelings. Mm -hmm. So once I tap, I walk through the door and I can put a word to that feeling, then I can give you back how you feel. Right, right. And when I can give you back how you feel, you know, I get it. It's like an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lights go on. Mm -hmm. Flashing, flashing. Mm -hmm. so, oh, that's what you're saying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so as a person talks to you, that's what you look at. You, you have this map inside of you and that's what you're looking for. Their concerns, you're looking for their desires because those are doors to their feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That could, coupled with empathy helps you really get what it's like to be them. That's why listening is really the beginning of communication. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's not expression, it's listening. Right. <laughs> wow, nice, very good. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs>
So these are things that we talk about with couples and, and, and skills that we teach. And, and they are, I think, really essentials for, for intimacy and relationships, good listening skills. If a person, if you get good at listening, the person wants to communicate mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. you. Can you, can you think, can you, it, what does it look like when two people care for each other in their whole life and the things that are important to them, they're able to talk to each other about. And when they talk to each other about it, they get the feeling that this person that I care about gets it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Not trying to fix me, they accept me. They're not trying to fix me. They accept who I am. Okay, they, they, they get my experience mm-hmm. and they're real. They're not a phony. They're not a false person sitting here in the living room. They're for real. <laughs> everybody wants that. Yeah, because everybody want to be understood. All humans move away from pain and they move toward pleasure. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's nice. Anything else that you want to add? No, he did an excellent job. It was good. You guys did a real good job. So, really nice. Thank you, sir. Ma'am. It's <laughs> on the channel. Huh? Oh, no, I'm glad you was able to share that with us. Very good. Me too. So I'd like to thank you for your time. Uh, anybody that's listening to the broadcast, um, you know, leave your comments below. Uh, if you want to reach out and ask, if you want to ask Linda a question, you can just leave a comment below and we'll get back to you, uh, to you on that. If you want to ask, you know, Pastor Kathy, Pastor James a question, you know, you can reach out to them. So if you can, if you can give up uh, some information, how people can reach you. Okay, our, our website, uh, well, my, my email address is Pastor James at Center of Christ Ministry. Dot com. Uh, our website is uh, Family Life Institute. I, I'm sorry, Family Life Institute, IE.com. IE stands for Inland Empire. Dot, dot com. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. It was a pleasure. All right. Pleasure is ours. <laughs> Take care. Okay, you too. All right, bye. Bye bye.